This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Okay, great. Well, how nice to see you. You too. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just going through your Instagram, getting more inspiration. Okay. I love it. Thank you. So mess. Oh, I love those wall colors. Look at that purple. Yeah, this is um, an antique quilt that I bought. And then our barn board panels, barn board sections that I took apart from some lawn furniture and put them together. Wow. I cut this quilt up and put it in here. So you made the whole, all of those frames, like all mm-hmm. of them, everything. That, there. that yeah. is amazing. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah. It's this I, whole, whole wall. I don't know. It's all the way up, all the way down. That's impressive. Thank you, Val. Do you go by Val or Valerie? Um, either or. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. When I was working, um, still teaching, there were two of us. There was a Valerie and a Valerie, me. So we decided she was going to go by Valerie and I was going to go by Val. Because, you know, we we were both up there in the school, you know, on different Mm -hmm. committees and teams and all that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So people would know who's who, right? Oh, cute. Hey everyone, it's Valerie here. Today I have a guest that I follow on Instagram. She has a kind of a catchy handle of a name. Val loves to create. She plays with textures, paper, sews, and does it for pleasure and for her own therapy. My guest is Val from Val Loves to Create from Instagram. Think of breaking the rules when it comes to building up a project. Think of the pleasures of being a mom and the heartache and love we go through all day, every day, with this small being we've brought into the world. Belle has this disposition of a favorite teacher that would make you believe you can do anything. Well, that's because she was a teacher and likely has something to do with having three brothers I hope you feel inspired after this episode and take the time to check out Val's Instagram. Links in the show notes. We also have a giveaway. One of Val's incredible journals. Enjoy the show. And if you do win this journal, you're so lucky. Think refresh. And think conversation. And think turquoise. It's so beautiful. So, hi, I'm Val Veganic, and I'm listening from Deltona, Florida, uh, southernmost state in the United States of America. So, my name is Val Veganic, and you can find me on Instagram at Val Loves, the number two, create. So it would be at Val Loves to create. Mm -hmm. 
Today, I welcome Valerie Veganic to the show. She fits so perfectly into my theme of read and create, and maybe even the eat part too, we shall see. As you know, I love to get to know Valerie's and started this Valerie series. And I came upon her incredible Instagram page and just had to meet the person behind these extraordinary layers of art, scrapbooks, journals, pages, purposeful planning diaries, like a year journal, and all the mixed media she does. Val loves to create, and so do I. Today's show will fill you with inspiration, maybe get you to pick up that scrapbook, finish a page or two, and get you back into the groove of it, maybe even a journal entry you've been meaning to complete. I hope you leave inspired. This Val, she lives in Central Florida, halfway between downtown Orlando and Daytona Beach. She stumbled into her creative journey via Instagram through creating and meeting artists all over the world. Val has become a more connected human being, not only to herself, but to friends that live where she lives, that she's met on Instagram. Pre-COVID, they would gather together, share art, and create art together. Her art is definitely a form of therapy for her and really fulfills Val's soul. So welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Tell me about your art form. What is it about what you do that just brings out this insane passion and layers and color and media. Tell me about what you do. Well, as you discovered when you went to my Instagram account and looked at some of my um, posts, I love mixed media art. I stumbled on it quite by accident a few years back when I was still teaching. I was trying to get a little bit better organized with my life. And a friend of mine introduced me to the bullet journaling Mm. uh, aspect by Ryder Carroll. So I started to do some bullet journaling and I, 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 I was on Instagram socially and I went into that discover area, that search Mm -hmm. explore area. And I started seeing different posts about art and creating and all. And I just started clicking on them and I was smitten. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, look at all that yummy stuff. I want to try all of this. And I started to glue paper down. Uh, First started with a glue book party uh, via Instagram. They'd meet once a month and throw out a couple of prompts and we'd just create pages with glue and paper. And from there, it just kind of blossomed. I learned about pain. I learned about um, stitching. I learned about paint markers and all kinds of things. And Mm. I just started going crazy. I was just absorbed in all of what I never thought I was going to be able to do. So before uh, that, were you like a doodler or a drawer or did you journal? I didn't doodle. I still really can't doodle much. I try, but no, I, um, I journaled. I would make, mm. you know, write down private thoughts and mm-hmm. things that happened during the day kind of deal. But uh, 
I never thought I could create art. I was uh, what we consider a jock, okay. you know, when I was growing up, an athlete. Uh, my baby brother's the artist in my family. So, you know, he was the artist and I was the uh, sports fanatic. My other brother was a musician and my oldest brother is the uh, geek, the nerd in the family. So, Oh my gosh, you have three brothers, Val? I have three brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we all kind of play a role in our family of, you know, who was what. So mm -hmm. when I started to fool around with art, you know, creating and all, I was amazed that I had some talent in my body because I thought, oh, it goes to my baby brother. But right. so much for putting yourself in a box, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you find that the more you add to your art, the more you want to add? Is it just like an endless spiral of... It is. I'm, I'm, I consider myself a lifelong learner in any mm -hmm. way, shape or form. And I'm not afraid to try new things. Um, thank God I'm not a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So I just try things. I put paint down. I use stencils. I don't use stencils. I use you know, different kinds of tools, learned a lot of what I do by watching um, different people on Instagram. You know, there's lots of videos out there. There's YouTube videos, there's classes you can take. And right. a lot of that is how I've kind of started to explore and gain my confidence. And now I just kind of do my own thing with whatever mm. I Whatever grabs Whatever me. you're in the mood for at that exactly. time. Exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much. Was your background in teaching, did it have anything to do with this paper art or, or what did you teach, Val? Well, my first 10 years um, before I moved to Florida, I lived in New Jersey. I was a high school physical education instructor. Okay. And then I, I got married. I thought I could hear a New York in you. There's New Jersey in me, New honey. Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. Jersey girl. Got <laughs> it. That's it. And um, once I came down here, we moved to Florida. And I had three children. And I was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Until my youngest was in preschool. And um, I started substituting at her preschool. And mm -hmm. I fell in love with that age group. And I started teaching at her preschool. And then... Um, decided uh, I needed to make a little more money and I got hired in special ed pre-k in the public schools and furthered my career you know by getting a master's in um, special ed and wow, minoring in early childhood and um, I was a special ed teacher for a lot of years my last three or four years I left the pre-k domain and went K through five as a, re they call us a resource teacher. Mm -hmm. Every state probably has a different title for it, but basically I would push into a gen ed classroom and work with the four or five kids in there that might have what's called an individual educational plan. They needed more support in reading mm -hmm, and math. Mm -hmm. And as my, as a pre-K teacher, I learned a lot about process art. And basically what that is, is you give the kids materials, lots and lots of different kinds of fun things, and just let them go at it and create whatever they'd like to create. So that's kind of how I started with my own art was just kind of, okay, let me buy some materials. Let me find materials at thrift stores and just mm -hmm. 
start start at the very beginning. Neat. So you kind of you kind of were put into this platform where you needed to have art as part of your lesson or your environment, and then you've kind of just owned it from there, plus Instagram. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I just that's decided neat. I'm going to try this. And um, I actually had an extended period at home. I was still teaching, but I had to have some surgery and I was home and couldn't do anything. And mm. I started I, well before adult coloring books came into mm-hmm. vogue. I was coloring in adult coloring books. And then I picked up some how to draw books. I wasn't real successful, but I tried. Trying is and, a tough one um, for me too. <laughs> you know, then markers and gel pens and brush pens and, you know, all kinds of fun things and decorated the heck out of my bullet journals. And then um, I just started with collage really in the beginning. Mm. And that mushroom didn't chew bigger and better things. And now I use my sewing machine. I actually bought a sewing machine. I know. I see your, so I have your Instagram open. Val and I are actually on video. So I can see her closet is full of a ton of stuff that I would love to snoop through all the drawers in there. And then I have her Instagram open on my page and I'm just like in awe of her creativity and just the the multitude of textures and layers, which we're going to get into, um, and the dynamicness of everything from like metallics to pen to sewing machine to stitching to all kinds of like tool and lace and yarn and thread and like I can beading. I can even see a little beading on some of this. Um, <laughs> he has definitely gone down this rabbit hole of textures and mixed media to a really high degree. So it's worth um, checking out her Instagram when you hear this episode or look at her Instagram while you're listening to the show because you'll be, you'll just be enthralled in what Val does. Before we started, we kind of talked. So you go by Val and Valerie. No big deal. No big deal. Do you have any nicknames that people have given you over the years? Uh, For a while, my partner called me Annie. Annie? I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but it was Annie. Um, When I was a little girl, my brothers uh, affectionately called me Burge, Burge, Skillamadurge. Oh, brother. I have no idea where they got it from, but for short, it was Burge. So I went by Burge for a long time. That is so funny. And then um, when I was was married, my last name was Shoebigger. Like shoe as in shoe and bigger as in I'm bigger than you. When I was teaching. That's an easy um, one. That's how I would teach the kids and the adults because it's not spelt like that. Mm. And then I, I went by Shoebigger. In fact, when I was coming down the sidewalk with my 18 pre-K kids bunched up instead of in a line, um, it was known for people to say, here comes Shoebigger school. Oh, and, cute. Yeah, so I went by Shoebigger for a long time. And then when I got divorced, I kind of took my maiden name back, which is Veganic. 
Mm-hmm. Most people can't say it, so I just go by Val. Yeah, I like, well, we were kind of joking back and forth, like you have V and V, V squared as your, your initials. Mm-hmm. Pick a photo, and we prepared a little bit for this because you had so many, but pick a photo or two and describe some of the techniques you've used in that particular project. Okay, so I grabbed some um, a, a journal down off the shelf. I know my audience can't see it, but I mm-hmm. just thought I would share it with you. Yes, and you know, and here I'm loving I that basically- you're sharing it just with me. <laughs> and I, you know, here I use some. Um, this is just an image that I cut out of an old magazine, and I use some tissue paper over top of that to give it a little texture, bunched it up. And this is from a very, very old vintage booklet, and okay, I cool. have stitching. And then I don't know if you can see this is some of that silver lace. Oh wow! It's right Pretty. here on the edge. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, so the booklet she's holding fits in her hand. So it's about maybe four by four ish. I think it's about four by four. About four and by then four. I'm, and then, you know, I use things like, uh, this is cheesecloth. I don't know if you can see it. I can. Cheesecloth yeah. you can buy anywhere. I, mm-hmm. I bought mine at uh, Publix and stuck it in some coffee to give oh, yeah, it a, you know, that brownish tan. Mm-hmm. And um, I see some toile. You, you know, this, do you call this. Say it again, please. Do you call it tool or twall? Tool. I believe it's tool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, I'm not real big on fabric names. I just find things at a uh, thrift store mostly mm. and think, oh, I, I'll be able to use that in my art or, oh, I'll be able to use that in my art. And, you know, I use a lot of cardboard. This this is covered with cardboard uh, yeah. and corrugated cardboard. and Again, stitching, old pieces of fabric. Um, I think the black in here is probably uh, ink. Okay, There's yeah. Art, you know, acrylic ink and just a bunch of different pieces of material and coffee dyed paper and stitching. And, and so when you, know, you run that mark- through when you run that through your sewing machine, what kind of thread do you use and what's your needle size? Um, I typically use just regular sewing thread. Hmm, okay. And the needle that I use in my machine, first of all, my machine is a Singer Simple, and it's actually built for crafting. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that's how it was uh, advertised, hmm. and I use a um, heavy duty sewing needle. Okay. So that it will go through layers. It will go through cardboard and, you know, layered with paper and, or, and fabric. Glue, stuff and like glue. that. I try not to use too much glue where I'm going to sew because it kind of gums up the needle and totally. gums up the feed of the mm-hmm, sewing mm-hmm. machine. There's these little teeny yeah, things dogs. that come out and pull the material through. So I try not to use the glue where I know I'm going to sew. And... Um, yeah, the, and then I also hand stitch. This is a hand oh, stitch right so here. Oh, pretty. Mm-hmm, a decorative stitching. And, right, and that we call that in the 
Instagram world, I've learned that it's called slow stitching. Oh, wow. So I'm a stitcher, like for quilting and stitching. Right. For hand stitching. Uh You know, we know Mm -hmm. it as hand stitching, but a lot of us call it slow stitching. Um, There's also some other stitching that I've learned from another uh, friend of mine on Instagram, and she calls it instinctual stitching. She just kind of puts the needle in and she says, I follow the needle. Wherever the needle wants to go with the thread, it goes. So like there's no thought or planning in it. That's so liberating. I do a lot of that in my work as well. I went to her workshop and, and learned a lot from her on that. So yeah, uh, textures, layers with paper and 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 fabric and material and cardboard and old vintage papers and scrapbooking paper and lace and I actually even went dumpster diving nearby here one day because I wanted to see if I could find any drywall tape and I found some drywall tape and I use mm-hmm. that in my journal as well. Hmm. Just anything that's going to give you some kind of texture. So in your journals, like I see some image, some photos, but not really very much, mostly quotes and maybe special words or a thought that you're feeling. Do you Mm -hmm. journal a lot with like family photographs or things like that? Or is this mostly? Um, I don't really use family photos. Hmm. I, um, the photos that I do use, I'll find again, like I said, at thrift stores or a lot of times um, we do swapping on Instagram. Mm. You know, like I might say to you, hey, you want to do a swap? And, you know, you'll, yeah, what, what are we going to swap? Let's swap old papers. Let's swap uh, bits and bobs of fabric. Right. Anything. So I've, I've acquired a lot of my old photos that way. Oh, uh, I cut out photos from magazines. I go into the free domain that's not copyrighted mm-hmm. out on the web and, you know, I'll download photos from there as well. And So um, do you have a theme for each of your books? I do not have a theme. Um, I'm not real good with themes. I'm more um, spontaneous, uh, intuitive, I guess, creator. I just, I don't really set out with a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, have a lot of stuff around me all the time when I'm creating. And, you know, I might pull a drawer out and put it up on my table with fabrics. And I might pull another box or container over with bits of paper. And I always have my paint cart nearby with my different types of paint and spray paints and inks. And, and I just, I just, my gel plate is always on my desk. I like to use a gel plate a lot. What is know, that? For painting back. It's a... It's a jelly plate. Okay. <laughs> it's actually made out of gel. Um, and you can do a lot with that with paint, textures. There's lots of videos on YouTube. and hmm, Interesting. Um, you can really do a lot with a gel plate. So I usually have that out and I just start uh, putting things together deciding if I like them. Um, if I don't like how something looks, I, you know, I don't glue it down right away. I'll just kind of look, oh, do I love it? And then I also use washi tape. Mm-hmm. I love washi seen? tape. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Like I fully scrapbook yeah. as well, but nothing like okay. 
what you do. Um, yeah, I love the the washi tape. Do you have a favorite brand that you use or colorway or anything like that? Not particularly a favorite brand. Mm-hmm. Um Currently, and currently for me, it's like in the last month or so, Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten off on using just different artists that I've met on Instagram mm, cool. that have created their own washi tape and sell in their Etsy stores. So I've been using um, some washi tape from one of the other artists on Instagram, and I'm just really in love with the washi tape that she's made I bought a whole set of them from her I love washi tape so much oh my gosh I love it yeah there's a lot you can do with washi tape I know there's so much it's (laughs) so fun do you have a favorite moment of the day when you like to create are you like a morning person or do you stay up late at night and just get into my it best or? time. My best time to create is usually in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not right away. I have to get up and have my coffee and kind of read the news and chill for a while. And yeah. then usually like nine, nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock, I come into my art room and I'm in here usually for a few hours. Okay. And, um, are you in I'm your usually art room? pretty much? I'm in my art room right now. You are. Yeah. That's yeah. So cool. Yeah. And I, um, I create, you know, on the days that I'm home all day, I'll take all day to create. Uh, the days that I'm not home, you know, because of appointments or picking up my son or, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, I squeeze in what I can, but mostly in the morning into the afternoon. I very rarely create at night. Mm. I'm just too tired to create at night. Are you a morning yeah. person? I'm a morning person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Do you cook? Uh, I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> Do I cook? Mm-hmm. I cook occasionally. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. You mostly what, like what to eat. What would you like to know? Um, you know, like sometimes I'll just climb into my studio and then I won't cook or do anything because I'll just want to create all day. And I'll just, yes. you know, be lost in there. So I was kind of thinking you're probably the same. I am. I, I forget what time it is. And I, I get to the point where I'm just so hungry that I'll <laughs> I'll go into the kitchen and I'll just raid the refrigerator. And, you know, whatever I could find in there, I just start to eat. Oh, yeah. But I'm lucky that I have a partner that cooks and, and likes to cook. So. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So I do, I'm lucky I do that all way. the cooking. But yeah. if I was... Oh. I know if I'm crafting all day though, I'll just be like, okay, we're ordering in or everybody's fending for themselves. Or we'll have breakfast for dinner sometimes. Totally. Yum. Yeah. Um, do you have favorite scissors or glue that you use? Oh, well, I typically use um uh, a, it's a brand called Cutter Bee. Like C U T T E R B E E. I like those scissors. They're they're very sharp and they have uh, pointy points Ooh, so that you can I do what we call fussy cutting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, cutting around edges and things. Yeah, I like to. I prefer to use those. I have a couple pair of Fiskars. Yeah, you know, they're okay. Um, glue wise, I, I use Blick. 
bookstore brand. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of Blick. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Blick. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the big purple jumbo. Uh, well, purple's my favorite color, but... Cute. That's not why I like the glue. It's just mm-hmm. I can buy buy it in bulk, and and you know I'll buy like probably sixteen glue sticks at a time, and have them. Oh, around. I know. Um, like one night, I went through a glue stick in one evening, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was not expecting that. Right. Just having. I also time. use matte medium and matte. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of matte medium and matte gel. Mm-mm. They're like uh, liquid, liquid. Uh, ad- adhesives mm, mm. and you can use those you use those a lot I use those a lot when I'm layering papers and fabric kind of really adheres them together well and then you could uh, matte medium over top and and your papers your materials are pretty safe from anything are you do you worry about like acid like all the acid free everything or are you just pretty no not about? not particular Okay. Yeah. Not in particular. I just, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still new in this world. I've only been doing the mixed media for, I guess this is going into my, well, let's see, what are we in 21? Mm -hmm. And October of 2020 was about three years that I started um, in the mixed media world. But I started again, I started with collage. If you were to go way back on my feed, you would Mm -hmm. see a lot of collage work. Collage. When you, when you're scrapbooking, like, do you call this scrapbooking or do you call it like bullet art journaling, art pretty journaling. much art journaling. Um, you write a lot. I write a lot. Uh, and before I'll slap paint and paper down, like I'll just write out my thoughts and write out whatever's in my mind or on my heart across can the papers. Can you read something to me? Has it anything you can't you because it's, it, it's all covered. Oh, you, wow. You know, I do my writing first and then I cover it with paper or fabric or paint. So it's a secret? Yeah, it's kind of to get out whatever you got going on inside of you that right. you want to get out. Yeah, it's, it's really a good form of, of therapy. Oh, I love yeah. that. Like I journal too, but I allow my thoughts to be, I guess, filtered because people can read them in my my journals. Exactly. Exactly. So I have to filter them so it's not too raw. People probably don't want to know exactly what I'm thinking all the time or how I'm feeling. Oh, that's so neat. So you write all your thoughts down and then you hide them all. Totally unfiltered. Yeah. And then I just write uh, paint over them or gesso over them or layer papers and fabric and whatever over them. Sometimes I'm some of my pages. I don't know if I have any to show you or if you even if I will. They call it a semic writing, a semic writing, I think, okay. where you yeah. you scribble right across part of a page. Hmm. Like. On this particular page, you can see what I wrote. I mean, you know, you can see the right, right. Printing, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. can you can scribble right and not um, like here. Here's some scribble writing. You really don't know what I oh, wrote. Oh yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Because you can write and then you write over it and then right. you write over it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's I think where the art journaling 
comes from. Hmm. It's very different from scrapbooking. It's totally different. I know there's a lot yes. of um, maybe similar techniques that are used in both, and but I can see how yours is a whole other level of cathartic and therapeutic and mm-hmm. like from your perspective, how you're sharing it with me and just to be able to be that raw and write it out and get it out of your heart and out of your brain and then do all the creative on top of it is just mm-hmm. so great. Another layer. What's your What's your best tip or what's something that you've learned through the years in what you do that is, you're like, ah, this is the best thing that I figured out. Well, it took me a while to figure things out. Um, I'm one of those people that I over-satiate on information. Um. When I want to learn about something, I, I just like, I go overboard learning about it. Mm. What I would suggest, one of my tips would be, is go to YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about art. I mean, anything. I learned how to uh, take take a front doorknob off and put it back on with all the little tiny pieces inside. I mean, you can learn anything, you know, Uh and you put in there, um, uh, mixed media art journaling, uh, gel plate, gel printing, um, textures and layers in art, whatever you want to learn about. And you're going to come up with like lots and lots of YouTubes and a lot of people have tutorials. I would suggest to anybody starting out, if you don't know what's going on, go to YouTube or get an Instagram account and just start typing in the search bar, you know, mixed media journal, art journaling. And either way, you're either going to learn on YouTube from tutorials or you're going to blow through Instagram and start following certain artists that their style kind of pulls at you. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It kind of draws you. And mm-hmm. um, some people um, art journal and do mixed media art. You, have you seen? There's all kinds of styles. And um, I'm not into cutesy art. Um, for some reason, when I create it, just, I don't know, it comes from deep within. Sometimes I'm just making something for the fun of it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but yeah, that's what I would suggest. Start to watch YouTube videos, buy the paint, and just get started. Take an mm-hmm. online class. And what kind of paint do you use? Watercolor paint or like a different? I have some of- watercolors, but um, I don't have expensive watercolors because mm-hmm. I just really started dabbling in watercolor recently. Mm-hmm. I have um, acrylic paints. Oh, Okay. I uh, started out using just Artist Loft at Michael's, and yeah. um, now I like Liquitex, so I, I, I tend to buy a lot, or Dick Blix paint, store mm-hmm. brand paint, uh, acrylics. I use acrylic inks. I use uh, paint markers. Why acrylics? Um, Texture or quality or just, thickness? Just, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. there's several. There's there's heavy body. There's medium mm. body. There's uh, fluid acrylics. There's 
all kinds of acrylics. And I didn't know that because when I went to the store and looked at paint, that's what they had and that's what I bought. So that's what I kind of use. Like for gel plate, gel printing on a gel plate, they recommend, they meaning artists that you'll see on YouTube or Instagram, recommend using the high fluid um, acrylic paint. More watery, but they're not watery, thinner. Okay, thinner, They just get yeah. a better print. Yeah. Right. Um, that's what I'm used to. That's what I use. Um, I don't know much about oil. I know a lot of people use oil and I, I just, I don't know enough about that. So I'm right. kind of content with what I use. Mm-hmm. I've only used so. oil, um, paint pens for metal because you need the oil base to draw on metal. So I've only ever mm-hmm. that, which was kind of interesting because it was metallic, uh, ink, like metallic, um, oil-based paint for met- for writing on metallic. So it was kind of like an interesting oh, thing to learn. Um, right. Are you, when you're doing your art, are you listening to music? Do you listen to books, podcasts? Like what's you kind of, what do you fill your head with? Or are you just quiet? Uh, a lot of the times it's just quiet in my room mm. because I like quiet. Um, after teaching pre-K for 20 years and listening to three and four-year-olds all day, yeah. you just kind of want a little quiet. Uh, I do listen to uh, books. You know, I have an Audible account, so mm. I will listen to uh, books sometimes. And occasionally I'll listen to music. Mm. I listen to music mostly in my car, yeah. but um, yeah, I prefer quiet for the most part, podcasts, quiet. books, but yeah, I would say 80% of the time it's pretty quiet in my room. I, I, I live in Florida, so I have a window that I open a lot, except for in the summer, but all the rest of the year it's open. I, I hear the birds, I hear the ducks, you know, I hear what's going on outside, which I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mother, Nat- Mother Nature sounds. Well, it's very cold here today. Before I got on my call with you, I went for a walk and it's freezing, freezing cold. But I love the winter, like, so I'm fine with it. Wow. Like, what was your degree? Uh, okay. Well, we're Celsius. So let me, oh, I don't have my phone handy, but we we're, we're minus 15 today Celsius. Okay, minus 15. I have it right here. And Celsius, that's also like uh, England. Uh, yeah. Over there, they use Celsius. Yeah, it's so the metric. You said it. I think Celsius, yeah. S-I-C-L-C. Oh, there it is, Celsius to Fahrenheit. So you said today we were what? Minus what? Minus 15. <laughs> minus 15? <laughs> Minus 15, it would be five degrees here. (laughs) Okay. What was your your temp today? We were a little bit cold at 66. (laughs) 66, which would be 18 Celsius for y'all. So, and tonight it's going down into the 40s. So okay, we'll have so. the heat on in the morning. <laughs> yeah, the <heat laughs> Look on. at me. It was high of 66 and you still got my flannel shirt I on. I see, yeah. We're both actually in <laughs> yeah. plaid button-up shirts, hey? 
comfy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I walked with my daughter because I needed to get some fresh air, and it was fresh. Yeah. Woo. Very yeah. chilly. We had a breeze. We had a really we had northwest winds today, so it was mm. it was pretty chilly. I went out for a walk this afternoon too. But so how would you compare living in Florida versus living in Jersey? Ah, uh, you're probably two different weather? people too, right? Because you were younger then, and yeah, you've been well, here I was for... younger. I lived half my life. I pretty much have lived half my life in Jersey and half my life in Florida. Now oh, I actually wow. have one more year in Florida. Yeah, and um, up in the Northeast, it's so much of a dog eat dog world. Uh, down here, it's just. At least Central Florida, where I am, it's just so much more laid back. Hmm. I mean, people talk to each other in the stores, and you know, if you're out pumping gas, you 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 wave at whoever's next to you. I mean, it's just when I was still in Jersey, yeah, friendly. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first moved here, and I was in um, one of the local grocery stores, and I was put my uh, groceries up on the conveyor belt, and you know. She was ringing them up, and the girl says, so how you doing today? Did you find everything you need? And I just stopped and looked behind me because I thought she must know whoever's behind me in line. And um, there was nobody behind me. I said, you're talking to me? She said, yeah, how are you? Everything okay? You find everything you want? All right. I said, yeah, thanks. I'm going back to Jersey. I went into a store, a florist. The woman didn't even look up from the counter to greet me as I walked into the store. And I thought, wow. oh, I'm back, at, I'm back in Jersey. It's just a different kind of a world. Huh. Now, South, South Florida, I hear, is a lot like the Northeast. There's a lot of New Yorkers hmm. down in, you know, and they get a bad rap down there. It's much quicker pace, but where I live... It's easy. It's nice. Of course, the weather, you can't beat the weather. The winter is my favorite season, just like yours, because mm -hmm. I'm outside in January and February in short sleeve t-shirts and, you know, capris or shorts and sandals. Right, right. I wear sandals year round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can do that there. Couldn't hear. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous. So who were you named yeah. after? Who was I named after? I asked my mom about my name. And what she told me was, honey, my due date with you was February 14th. And if you were born on February 14th, you were I was going to name you Valentine. But you came a few days early. So I just really liked the name Valerie. And I decided to name you Valerie. Because I like the name. And I said, I'm so glad I was early. So glad you weren't a Valentine? That would have been cute. What's your middle name? Anne. Valerie Anne. Hmm. Yeah, That's Valerie pretty. Anne. Anne with an E. Anne with an E. Just oh, like Anne. the show. Just like yeah. Anne Shirley. <laughs> cute. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Have you moved yeah. around a lot or were you just in those two giant states? 
Um, I moved from New Jersey to Florida. But when I lived in New Jersey, I, I was in my same childhood home for 18 years. Wow. But between the, between the years of 18 and 33, which is when I moved to Florida, mm-hmm. I moved 26 times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like me. I went to 12 schools for grade school. Oh, Wow. We moved a lot. Yeah. Military? No. Um, I don't really know. I grew up with a single dad, and he moved where the work was, and we moved around and went to different schools. And my husband, too, He, his family moved around. They lived in probably 10, 10 places before he left home as well. So we are, yeah, we're easy to make friends and we can fit in with anybody and we're just super chilled people. I'm much more outgoing than my husband, but definitely adaptable. Definitely need to figure out who you are more than figuring out who somebody else is. So we're pretty Mm. comfortable, you know, in our own skin. Yeah, but with our daughter, we decided that, you know, she it would be nice if she could go to the same school for her whole education. So we'll see if that carries on through. But five years, she's been at the same school. So well, that's a good goals. thing for her. I think so. Because mm-hmm. we were in so mm-hmm. many schools and always making new friends and always finding new neighbor kids and... Yeah, Yeah, that had to be hard. That had to be hard. It was so crazy, Val. It was so crazy. I can't even imagine it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I that that's the one stability I did have was uh, I always had the same home and neighborhood and school and neighbors, and we grew up in a very tight knit neighborhood. So, yeah, I've heard that too about Jersey. Like people just stay there. Our parents are still there when they go home 20 years later. Yeah, a lot of people are still, a lot of my high school friends, um, there's a group of us, six or seven, and we we take a trip together every year. Oh, neat. Somewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing that for seven years. Of course, 2020, we didn't go anywhere with COVID. But, um, mm-hmm. and there's seven of us and only two out of the seven still live in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So and they have, the other five of us live all over the country. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, 2020 yeah. has been quite That's the year. broaden your horizon. That's how you broaden your horizon. That's how you learn about what, you, know, you got to learn beyond yourself and what you know mm-hmm. in order to, my, that's how I feel. I feel like it's how you open yourself up to learning about new people, new cultures, new foods, mm. new music, new books, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. Life. Yeah, just be open to it all. And having people around you that have, you know, everybody knows something you don't know. So you learn from mm-hmm. them. You mm-hmm. learn from them. Do you post on Instagram every day? Are you pretty pretty connected with that? Not or? really. 
for a while I, w- I was posting almost every day. Uh, there were times where I, I were, I would be in challenges, you know, somebody mm. would say, you know, we're going to do a 30 day something. And um, so you would post every day, but now I, it's probably maybe every two to three days. Yeah. You're still pretty um, active on there. I'm pretty active. You know, mm. I go on every morning, you know, to kind of catch up. And then I usually don't go on again until after dinner for a little bit. But, um, yeah, I have a really busy life. I'm retired, but I have a busy life. Um, I have a son that that uh, is 34 and he has autism and uh, intellectual disability. And he lives near me in a group home. Okay. So, you know, I bring him home three days a week and then I take him to some of his doctor appointments. Okay, and then yeah. I have nine, n- my parents are 90 and 91 and mm-hmm. um, I, they live in Orlando. So I drive down there, you know, to help them out. So I don't have every day, all day to create. I, know, I wish I, I did. But, I know. You know, like I have to work stuff. Life. Yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far is Orlando <laughs> from you? Uh, about 35 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. Do any other hobbies besides your art journaling? I I do. I'm an avid gardener. Hmm. And um, there's a lot of gardens around my home in the back on the sides and the front. And I like to uh, dig in the dirt. I say, if I'm not playing in paint, I'm playing in dirt. And um, I just really enjoy planting and uh, cutting uh, different things that I can replant, rooting Mm. things, planting, Mm. um, scattering seeds, growing flowers and things from seeds. And yeah, my my partner says I'm a compulsive weeder. (laughs) Every time I go out, I have, yeah, I like to weed. Mm -hmm. And um, like, in fact, I was just out yesterday for a couple hours in the morning because I hadn't been out for probably a month because the winter is the only time I can really take off from the yard uh, from like March all the way through October. There's, there's a lot of work to upkeep what I upkeep. So for us, and in the summer, we can't, sorry to interrupt you, but we cannot it's okay. plant until the first week in June. <laughs> oh my. We can start inside, but we can actually, well, we can, but you could risk frost. May, June. In is, June? Yeah, we can still, it still can be kind of dicey. Wow. Oh, wow. I know. And I like, I have a pretty good garden, lots of, mostly vegetables, but I'll do um, some flowers and things. But yeah, and then we have a long summer, goes right until in September. <laughs> And then if we make it into October, we're doing pretty good, but probably not. Wow. Very short season. We're like a zone three here. Oh, I'm zone nine. I know. You're so lucky. Yeah. yeah. I must have flowers everywhere. I have flowers all over the yard. They're called Cosmos and they're oh, very I hardy love down cosmos. here. Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just take the seeds. All, I mean, when they go to seed, I just 
pull the seeds and scatter. I mean, they're rolling every which way all over the place. But oh they're so gosh. hardy and they're so cheerful. I love Cosmos. Oh, so, yeah. You know what I did? My love? roses are still blooming. Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. Still, oh, my God, they're still blooming? Yeah, yeah my roses are, are still blooming. And, yeah, I've, I have red in the front. I have three mm. red rose bushes. They call them knockout roses. Mm. I don't know if, they, if you heard of those up there, no. but down here, I'm sure they got to be known across the country, Probably, but they call but... them knockout roses because they're just real easy to care for. Hmm. Uh, and but you're and in, in the back, zone I, nine. I'm in That'd nine. Be a dream. Yeah. And then in the back, I have a, a pink, like a pink, uh, variegated pink mm, pretty. rose that they grow long. So they're almost like long stem roses. You can pull mm. those off and put them in a vase. And then I have some peach peach rose bush with peachy color oh, roses pretty. and then another one i have are like a yellow peace rose they hmm. take a lot more work though than the knockout roses hmm. so yeah i did an experiment yeah. um in 2020 i took poppy seeds that you would buy for baking and okay. i planted those in my garden and they grew they did. Those and little black poppy seeds? Baker seeds. Like you get on a hard roll. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And so I planted, I don't know, like probably half the jar. And I sprinkled them all, like all in every kind of direction to see what would actually grow. And I got four different types of poppies. From those seeds. So some had like um, really traditional, like uh, like a poppy in Flanders field type poppy with big wide leaves, big wide petals with a big dark center. And then I got Ooh. some with um, like a feathery edge on all the petals, like almost like a carnation looking poppy. And then I got some that were like a double-headed poppy um, flower on them. So if you want to try a little experiment, you should try that. Because uh, What time is, of your year? Well, I planted mine in like, mm, let me think, probably around Easter. So around April. April, May, and then I had poppies in September. Because you need in you your know, hottest, your summers. What? 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 what we do had you a get pretty hot summer this year, summer? so um, you probably have to get your Celsius to Fahrenheit out. But you know, we're twenty-five to thirty um, during the day. Do your math there. Your 25 conversion. to 30. Let's see. 25. That's our 77. Okay. So yeah. that's nice. That's about what it is here in the winter. Okay. That's yeah. our winters. So that would be like our a really decent time of year. Yeah, and then that would be great. I could start my own. Yeah, try it out. And if it works, let me know. Because that would be kind of funny. I will. That sounds very intriguing. Out. Yeah. yeah, look up um look up baker seeds because you can do all kinds of 
like they even grow um, different types of wheat and stuff like that too. So if you wanted just decoration and not something that was floral. Well, I actually, I'll do things like um, fennel and um, mm. base, different kinds of basil. The butterflies like fennel. I, I try to have a butterfly garden every year. Oh, pretty. Uh, the monarch, the lady monarch mm-hmm. butterflies. Um, you know, they were becoming extinct. I heard that. Yeah. So we, I, I try to do a lot for the uh, lady monarchs and the hummingbirds and the birds. You know, I try to. I've learned a lot about gardening down here in Florida, right here in my area, my zone. Mm-hmm. My daughter lived, moved up to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, in the suburbs. And um, I was up there a while ago. And she kept asking me, Mommy, what's this? Mommy, what's that? And I'm mm-hmm. like, Honey, this Rear is Georgia. This is a whole new ball game for me. Yeah, <laughs> totally different growing zone and everything there. Yeah. Dry. It's different. But I, 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 I know a lot, you know, pretty much a lot about what grows around here. So, so yeah. So if I'm not playing in the dirt, I'm playing in the paint. And I read and. Um, okay. What's your, what's the favorite book? What would be your top share on your bookshelf? Oh, it's so hard to pick. Um, what comes to my mind are two books that I really love. And that would be The Book Thief. Okay. Yeah, The Book Thief by uh, Marcus Zusak, Z-U-S-A-C-K. Uh, really good about a, uh, it's sent, it. It's written around the time of the Holocaust, yet it's written from the child's viewpoint. She and another guy in her neighborhood, they were just young children. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then another favorite of mine that I would recommend, uh, it's been out for quite some time though, it's called And the Mountains Echoed. It's okay. by Khalid Hassini. Khalid Hassini, he's also written The Kite Runner. And, oh, okay, um, yeah, I'm like, I know that name. Something since. but And the Mountains Echoed was one of my favorite reads. I belong to a book group. Um, we meet, well, we, pre-COVID days, mm-hmm. we met every Wednesday here in our home. And um, we've, we've read, gosh, all kinds of books. Um, I like nonfiction, fiction. Um, I'm not into like um, Danielle Steele, you know, that, that right. type of romance. Just kind of cheap. Yeah, just lots of stuff. Right now, I'm reading a couple of political books, but because um, I'm, I like politics too. But yeah, so I do a lot of reading. I do my art. I do my gardening. Um, I listen to stories, and I love music. I just don't like music while I'm creating because I'm. I get really into lyrics. Hmm. You know, because lyrics tell a lot. They and tell say a lot. lot. Yeah, they tell a story. Yeah. And when I'm creating, I, 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 I'm, I'm creating from what's inside of me. Yeah, I love that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I'm listening to music, I just want to stop and sing along to the lyrics and um, reflect. It just reminds, 
yeah, and reminds me of different times and, you know, different stories and memories. So mm-hmm. that's why I said when I'm in my car, honey, I'm cranking it. It is cranked in the car. <laughs> yeah. Sunroof open, the windows down, and me and my music. <laughs> we'll so. have to wait on the sunroof thing for a while where I am, but I do I'm that as so well. Sorry. Oh no, brag away. <laughs> Just brag. What's next for you? Do you want to try a different type of media or a different type of journaling or? I'm not really sure what's next. Hmm. I'm still, I love making journals. I have so many journals. I know if you look look up on top of that bookshelf. Oh yeah, I see it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's a double row. I've sold journals. I've oh, okay. given away journals. I know I've you have some giveaways journals. on your Instagram too. So, yes, you, I did. Yeah, those were pretty popular. Oh yeah, somebody's always giving something away on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. It is so much fun. Yeah, I am envious of what all you guys do together and share and learn jump in on there hun just jump on it i will i'm just looking from a distance so how would i be able to do a giveaway here from your um podcast from your show how would that work well we could do a theme we could i never even thought of that that's a good idea val what kind of giveaways have you done uh i've given away journals that i've made Okay. I've given away you know, a whole bunch of ephemera, paper ephemera, vintage oh, papers, things like that. How yeah. do you say it? Ephemera? Ephemera. Ephemera. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A. We say ephemera. ephemera. You do? Oh, yeah. Ephemera, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ephemera for us. How about that? Look at that. And you're up there in Canada somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, you're way in the south. <laughs> you're way up there in the northern country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we say ephemera. Isn't that funny? Look at that. <laughs> see, now I want to pull my phone out again and look it up in the dictionary and see what... Um, I just don't know how it would work on your show for me to do a giveaway. How would that work? Sure. Why you think you need a journal or how a journal would help you maybe get back into your groove of journaling or being inspired, maybe something along those lines. Yeah. Create. You want to do that? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Sure. So one journal, you'll make it. You'll do all the work, Val. (laughs) Of course I will. I'll do all the work. You just tell me who the winner is and what the address is. I'll get it out to them. Okay, cool. I'll do that. And then, um, yeah, that's so sweet. I have a couple of yours in front of me here. One says it's kind of a turquoise and it has some hearts on the cover and it says refresh on it. Oh, that's that's the one I just pulled. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one I just oh pulled. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. Yeah. Okay, open it up for me. Yeah. This these are the first two pages. Oh yeah, neat. So some kind of scribbly texture and then this some is paper. this is uh, scribbles and this is different layering with some stitching. Mm-hmm. And here's some of that 
writing oh, real yeah, big. Writing, yeah. Mm-hmm. A writing and then just some doodling here. And this is, I don't know if you can see it. There's a this is stitching. Mm-hmm. Stitching with a it. black marker over it. Okay. And this is a piece of uh oh, I think it's washi tape. Yeah, it looks like it. And then Cute. just a bunch of stuff in the back, gel print and textures and marks it, yeah. with paint markers. Right. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just got a bunch. And this is um, She Will Triumph. And it's just a picture of uh, this was an oh, Olympic Olympian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I put that in there and some more mark makings and scribbling. Yeah, this is just here. This is one I like at some oh, floral some... things. Yeah. Those are pansies. Well, yeah, like pansies. pansies. It's beauty, mm-hmm. and it says its beauty was richer than words. And there's all kinds of background. This was done with stenciling. Oh, stencil. that's so pretty. Almost that almost looks like batiks, yeah. Val. Do you know what batiks are? In oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. That does, looks like doesn't batiks. it? Mm-hmm. And if you see the little tiny polka dots in the leaves, yes, adorable. Yeah, that's just from mark making. This is stitching, different color threads, Lovely. stitching from the machine. Yeah, oh, there's so just pretty. this is one I did quite a while. Oh, and here's one I love. And of course, the saying is too cute for words. Oh, yeah. And did you cut that little face yeah. out of something? Yeah, yeah, it was that was a, an old, old uh, photo here. This one, she's cute. Heart is open. Oh, yeah. Isn't she cute? She's so she cute. came from across the pond somewhere. Somebody sent her to me from across the pond and then paper, you know, and stitching. So, yeah, I mean, I would even mind giving this away. Here's one with three little ladies it says, feed your spirit. It's got all kinds of layers. Oh of yeah. I love that. That would be, a, yeah. that would be a really great one. This, yeah. This would be a cute little giveaway. And then um, here's of course, two women from a long, long time ago. And the word is forbidden. Hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll 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 have my refresh book as the giveaway book. Okay, How about that? Okay, that's so great. That's so nice. So I always allow my guests to ask me one question. Well, it's a loaded question. It's loaded. Okay, I'm ready. How? How did you get into this? What 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 inspired you to become a podcaster? A podcaster? Well, I'm always, I've always created. So knitting, quilting, sewing, scrapbooking, um, and gardening. I've always created. And so at one point I ran a online quilting store and part of my store, I did um, videos to explain projects And I had a huge following from my blog. So I would blog and blog and blog. And then we moved and I sold my business and we moved. And then I needed an outlet again to reconnect with all these Mm -hmm. online people that I just love to meet and explore and get to know. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I decided to start podcasting about three years ago now, I'm just going to launch my 100th episode. And wow. yeah, it's so crazy. So 
I'm kind of queuing up. So you're part of my next batch of shows. And yeah. And so it's every day it grows. Every day I learn more. And I love to um, use my voice now creatively. So I actually mm-hmm. narrate for Audible as well in my studio. So I do podcasting and narration. Wow. That's really cool. And then I started segments like this, Valerie series, because I didn't know any Valerie's. I didn't know any Val's. So then I wanted to kind of comb through all the Michelle's and Jennifer's and find the Valerie's. And so far, we're all like very creative people. We all are very passionate and need to be kind of having a purpose, whether it's in paper or in voice or like one of the Valerie's I interviewed also lives in Florida and her passion is just cleaning up the beaches. And so she goes and picks up trash and protects the animals and all this stuff in Florida. And like, wow, it's just amazing. The Valerie's and talking to them and where they live and how they growing up we're just very creative people and on a, hmm. on a level that's like in our bodies, it's like in ourselves, we have to draw, hmm. we have to build, we have to have a, a purpose. And I talked hmm. to some of my friends who don't have hobbies and I just I'm like, what, like, what? Yeah. What do you do with yourself? Yeah. Like how, <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel content? How do you feel fed? How do you feed your spirit? How do you feel your spirit? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, we're friends, but it's, they live vicariously through me because I have all of these avenues of creativity and growth and purpose. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm like you, like almost kind of obsessive about it like I like right now I'm making this I should have brought it to show you but I'm making this scrapbook and I took an old book from a bookstore and I took um tea and a paintbrush and I ripped all the edges apart so everything was all torn and then I, I love it yeah yeah and then I um love ephemera so I have a ton of it and I've got to look that one up (laughs) you look it up while I tell my story and then yes um, please finish and then I just have gathered all of these pictures I scrapbook with photos family photos whether it's my family or my daughter or um, my extended family and I scrapbook everybody And I have to like have all the details. So when they were born, what their middle name is, where they live, and just really capture the history because I want to know everything about the person in the photo and I want it documented. And I think it's so important to document things. And my husband, he just absolutely is so over the moon about my scrapbooking and then I document our family and my family and his family. And I just, 
have so much texture and so much paper and so many, like I collected bird feathers this year. So every like seagull feather, every bird feather that I could find. And I have this wow um, paper tube, like from paper towel. And I have them right. all tucked in there to keep them safe. And then I pull them out and I put them on tin foil. One thing I don't see a lot in your scrapbooking is tin foil. Get out the tin foil, Val. It's incredible. You know yeah. what I love about it is it reflects everything. Get out the tin foil and add it to oh, your yeah. stuff. That'd be neat. Yeah. One of it's my friends so did some circle on she just did some found a circle an object with that she could print with circles mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. dabbed it in the paint and just kind of hit the foil with it and it kind of made a circle with those splattered edges oh, yeah, and that yeah. was really cool yeah I have to try that thank you mm -hmm. for that yeah yeah I love the tin foil so. um and so yeah so now the book went from like being like this so now it's all like wide and swollen full of everything and I'm not wow. done yet, so I just continue to add to now, it. Do you do you post on Instagram? Do you post? I do, I do. Um, not as much as I probably should, but I um I do. I post. Yeah, yeah. But try the Very tin foil because cool. the tin foil in your texturing it will be so beautiful. It just brightens everything up. Thank gives you. it a little glint. Well, there's the, there it is, ephemera. And what I'm going to do is hit the little uh, pronunciation. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Ephemera. Ephemera. Did you hear it? I heard it. Ephemera. Ephemera. <laughs> well, it's been so nice chatting with you. Yeah, this was great. Thank you for inviting me. I was blown away when I got your direct message on Instagram. You want it? I'm like, sure, I'm a Valerie. Let's go for this. So Let's go thank for you it. for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, man, don't you just love a great gift? Do you have a story or a quote or a saying that's your favorite? Leave a comment or send me a note and you can win this journal of vowels. Remember, she has secrets tucked inside. Thanks for listening to the show today. When I sit and create my show notes, I feel pulled back in time, back to this interview. I see Val with her curly hair and big smile. I love her Jersey sound and her love of pre-K kids and their huge spark. When you are a small person, you need someone like Val around to make you feel like you can do it and try it and achieve it. As always, all links are in my show notes. So click through your podcast app and you can find Val's Instagram link as well as mine. She's graciously giving away her amazing journal, Think Refresh and Forbidden. So give us a like or a comment and we will send it over to the very first one. This episode was recorded a few months back, but still during COVID. 
something that uh, you had said about tips to those people that might want to get into creativity Mm -hmm. uh, is, is I've heard the saying comparison is the root of all evil. Hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that saying. And basically the way I, I look at that is, you know, we should never compare ourselves to somebody else because then we think, oh, mine's not as good as hers or mine's right. not as nice as his. And then we don't want to show it. We don't want to share it with our friends. When in reality, what we create comes from us. So why would I create why would I compare, you know, a journal and what I've done in my journal to what you have hanging on your walls? Mm-hmm. You know, that came from within you and this came from within me. And even if somebody else is making journals, there's never going to be two journals that look the same. So, okay. you know, in essence, yeah. I would say to anybody new, don't compare yourself to other creatives and makers and artists on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you go, because um, we all have to start somewhere. And and innately it's coming from you. It's what you're putting out in the world that was never there before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really good advice. And um, set you up for failure right from the beginning. When you compare what, I, you know, if I just created something and I'm looking, oh, my God, I can't post this. Look at that. Mm-hmm. You're you're creating, you're setting yourself up for failure and you're not giving out, putting it out there in the world, you know, for people to see because it never existed until you created it. Right. You know, so don't don't sell yourself short. Lots yeah, of people are afraid, you know. Similar, I heard something similar to that, and it said, if you don't try, if you don't just put it out there, you're never going to learn either. Exactly. You're limiting yourself. Yeah. So you'll never know if you fail or succeed because you never even tried to begin with. Exactly. So just go for it and learn along the way. Right. I'm not afraid to post things that I think are look totally crappy. If it's what I made, I'm going to put it out there. Other people are like, oh, I can't. It's not good enough. It's not finished enough. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. It is. Mm. You made it. It's okay. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense? You're so encouraging. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So encourage so go her. Yeah. In your flowers. <laughs> Thank I'll you. I'll go again shovel for my walks. <laughs> go shovel your snow. I'll go plant some more seeds. Thank you so much for this. And um, I look forward to connecting with you again. You. We'll stay connected on Instagram too. And I will be in touch with you. Okay, Thank you, great. Thank you. Bye, Bye now. <laughs> Still to come before we wrap up this season is Anna Bazzolino and her passion for fabrics and material art. Tamira Tyne and her passion for saving and bringing life to the world of animal rescue, as well as Brandy Fleck and her podcast, Human Amplified. Till soon, which I love those two words, it's Valerie Moss in Studio 17.